Excellent. I'm going to kind of, we've, I've been preaching for the last two Sundays, um, and I just want to share a few thoughts with you. It's going to come up on the screen now. So uh, I want to talk about today uh, what it means to be an apprentice to Jesus. What does it mean to be an apprentice to Jesus? And if you've been here, um, you know that we've been promoting a book a daily devotional book that's going to last for 40 days. We're going to start it tomorrow. And the book is called Apprentice to Jesus. And we're going to be doing something together in a few moments' time. When you think of Jesus and you think of other names for Jesus, the most common ones that come to mind are Jesus was the Son of God, or he was the Messiah, um, the Saviour. One of the ones that we don't use so much, really, but if you were a Jew in first century Palestine, you would have heard the term rabbi, rabbi. And the word rabbi is a Hebrew word that literally means teacher. And around on 60 occasions in the gospel, Jesus would have been referred to as a rabbi. It would have been a very, very common acknowledgement that Jesus was a teacher. He was a rabbi. And the reason for mentioning that is that Jesus being a rabbi had all sorts of implications to what it looked like and what it meant when it came to following Jesus. We say this a lot, don't we? If we're Christians or if we're disciples of Jesus, we say that we follow him. I am a follower of Jesus. Maybe when you were baptised in water, you know it would have been highlighted that you go into the baptistry pool and it is a symbolic moment in your life that you are following Jesus through the water's of baptism. And if you're old enough this morning, you might remember a little song that we used to sing when we were baptized, which says, Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. I should join the worship team. My wife's saying, No, you shouldn't. How many of you can remember that song? It's going to age some of us. It's so nice to be in a youngest church that hardly anybody remembers that song. It was sung at my baptism at Denmark Street Brethren Church when I was 11 years old. That's where I got baptized, Denmark Street. And that night, at the age of 14, I followed Jesus through the waters of baptism. And we sang that. I have decided to follow Jesus. Some Bible verses that are going to come up on the screen. Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. Let's read them together. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. 
And without delay, he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. In chapter 2 of Mark's Gospel, the next chapter, Jesus finds a man called Matthew, the tax collector, and he says to Matthew, follow me. In chapter 3 of Mark's gospel, gospel he called him it says he called to him those he wanted and he appointed 12 that they might be with him. And then you come to Mark chapter 8 and verse and again there's a slide here for that verses 34 and 35 it says then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. So you have this little thread in the early chapters of Mark that Jesus connected with a group of men... And that's not to disclude ladies at all. It's just that the the, the 12 he chose originally were men. And he went along to a group of fishermen. He went to a tax collector. And then he appointed 12. And his words were, come and follow me. Come and follow me. Another way of saying that phrase is this. Come and be my disciple. Come and be my disciple. And the Hebrew word for disciple is this word coming up right now, and it says this, this word Talmud, or some people say Talmudim, okay? And it is the Hebrew word for the word disciple. Now, that word has a number of words uh, attached to it, but one of the words that is the literal meaning of the word disciple is this word apprentice. And what would happen is that if you were a disciple of a rabbi, Jesus wasn't the only rabbi, there were many rabbis, and rabbis would have their own Talmudims, okay? their own disciples, and they would apprentice themselves to their rabbi. And what would happen is that they would follow their rabbi everywhere he went, They would learn from him. They would immerse themselves in their rabbi's ways and they would be with him and they would become like him. And if you uh, were a particular good scholar or a good disciple and actually if you had a little bit more money and a bit more affluence, when that rabbi would go travelling, you would travel with him maybe to another region, to another part of the country and you would just... Almost like you would stick to him like glue. You would, you would follow him as he kicked up the dust off his sandals. You know, you would even get covered in his dust, as one commentator talks about. Because you wanted to be so close to your rabbi. You wanted to copy him, to imitate him, to immerse yourself in his ways. Because you were a disciple or a follower of the rabbi. Following Jesus is so much more than following him on Instagram. It's much more than just liking his pictures or enjoying his reels or observing his photographs. Following Jesus is much more than a like at the push of a button. 
Following Jesus demands a cost and a sacrifice and a giving of ourselves completely to him. That's why Jesus said in those words that we read, if you want to follow me, you must take up your cross and follow me. When he walked along a beach and he picked four fishermen and it says they immediately left their nets and followed him, they weren't affluent, they weren't educated, they couldn't rely on a bank of savings or a big investment that they had coming to them every month. They literally left their livelihood right at that moment. They gave up everything and they apprenticed themselves. They followed Jesus. There's a big difference between being a believer and being a disciple. We can all be believers, but are we committed to being a disciple of Jesus? Do we want to be with him every day of our lives? Do we want to become like him every day of our lives? And do we want to do what Jesus did every day of our lives? That's super challenging, isn't it? I guess maybe one of the questions that we should learn to ask ourselves every day is, does my life look like the life of Jesus? Do I have a heart to fully immerse everything that I am and everything I have in the footsteps of Jesus. So challenging. And it's maybe easier when, you know, we're a bit younger maybe and we've got more energy and more vibrance in life generally. But, you know, I'm 56 now. 56. I've been married 36 years. I can retire in 10 years' time. Life's a bit more settled now. Don't have little kids running around the house, wrecking the joint. Well, I've got a granddaughter now. And it's so easy, when you get to a certain age, just to think, do you know what? Just look to an easier life. But I'm still a disciple still a follower of Jesus. There's still a journey to be had. There's still a dream to dream. There's still an adventure to go on. There's still a desire that I pray I will have for the rest of my life, that I will grow old wanting to follow Jesus with all of my heart.